so it is June 13th of 2015. Um, I guess this is our last show just before E3, so next week is going to be really big in gaming news. Um, but this week is just the two of us again. Here, uh, it's Jonathan, Joey. Joey. Yeah. Um, Joey, what have you been up to uh, this week? Um, not a whole lot. Um, I, had, I made plans to go see the new Jurassic Park movie, but those kind of got fucked with a little bit. Um, so I'm going to probably have to wait till tomorrow to go see it. Yeah. So, but I'm super excited to go see it. I want to see it so bad. Um, and then, let's see, what else have I been doing? I, I started playing through the GTA Five online. Like, I played through it a little bit on the 360, but now I'm playing playing on my Xbox One. I just started a new character. Yeah. Um, and it's pretty fun. It's pretty cool. Um, it's just that the I haven't figured out how to mute people yet just because... Yeah, it's it's kind of a weird system. Um, I've only played some of it, yeah. much of it as well. Um, it's fine. Sometimes when I feel like I get on, there's, like, not enough people in that world that are trying to do things. So it's like I'll jump into, like, a deathmatch like little lobby room thing and I'll be waiting yeah for like 15 minutes before I'll get to play it's kind of upsetting but yeah. and what sucks is that like I'll get like the in, like invites to like missions or like setups for whatever right and then when I get there I'll just get booted from it and I'll be like well, why are you sending it doesn't I don't like it but um you know it, it's okay it's fun but just like you get a lot of like thirteen year olds just talking shit to people, and that gets really annoying with their high pitched yeah. people got some voices going on and everything. So, but other than that, I kind of started playing through Rayman again, Rayman Legends, right? Um, trying to get like one hundred percent completion on all that. So yeah, I mean, it's a it's a fun game, and it was free a couple months ago. I downloaded it and uh, played through it a little bit, but I already played through it once on my three sixty. Yeah. So. Yeah, other than that, I've been really, that's about it for me. What about you, what about you man? Um, well, I've been fucking doing a lot of shit. Um, I, ESO mm-hmm. uh, for consoles came out on Tuesday. Uh, my character got transferred from the PC to console, so I've been playing nice. that a little bit. Um, I downloaded LEGO Jurassic World, played through, it's 20 levels and five levels for each movie. For, yeah, I've gone to up to the second movie, and I'm kind of working through <laughs> that right now. Um, I downloaded Fallout 3 I think I talked about this yeah. last week um, I finally started playing it and modded the crap out of it and it looks a lot nicer and mm-hmm. just feels uh, brought into like you know current standards yeah exactly so that's pretty fun um, that's about it I downloaded this uh, game on my phone uh, it's like a Disney game it's called uh, like it's called Zoom Zoom. It's like so there's like these like little creatures that are really big or not creatures, but they're like characters, Disney characters that are really big in Japan. They're kind of like shaped like tiny little logs, mm. and they just have like little legs hanging off of them. They look adorable, <laughs> and and the game is you know kind of like whatever, but it's totes they're, they're they're cute, so you kind of can't help it. But totes adorbs, super ridic. <laughs> so that's that's about what I've been doing this weekend. Um, I don't think I played any of The Witcher this week. That's surprising. But I think it's because I've had so much other stuff that mm-hmm. I'm kind of working my way through. Um, not that I don't want to play The Witcher. It's just uh, getting back into ESO now that it's free. And I like before when I was playing ESO on PC. 
Uh, I bought it like when it first came out, and they had a monthly subscription then. So I felt like I needed to play yeah. all the time because I was like, well, I'm paying for it. I need to like be on there playing. Um, now it's just kind of like, oh, if I feel like playing it for like an hour, two hours, I'm going to do that yeah. and then stop. Um, it feels really, really good on yeah. the console. I was kind of worried about that, but it feels sort of like an Elder Scrolls game. I'm not like with full on exploration or anything yeah. or like. You know, doing stuff like that, but it feels comfortable and like familiar enough. Um, the one thing I don't understand is, is the chat thing. Yeah, you'll like be walking through big cities and you'll just randomly start hearing people talk, and that's kind of annoying. Um, also, one of the things that I don't really understand how they're going to do is on the PC version with most MMOs, you can type stuff on your keyboard, send it out to individual people, mm -hmm. or send things you know to like everybody pretty yeah. much. Uh, you can't. I haven't found a way to do that. I don't know if there is a way to do that on the console version, but uh, I mean, it's just little things. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. Like I said, I'm playing through it a little bit here and there. Um, Lego Jurassic World, pretty cool. Um, if you like any of the Lego games, it's like, pretty much the same thing. Yeah, all, like, all Lego games are pretty much the same thing. I mean, um, I saw the trailer for it. It looks interesting, and I'm kind of surprised how well they kept up with like the whole like. Jurassic Park theme, how well they stayed true to it. Yeah. And so it seems pretty cool. I'm not sure if I would buy it because Lego games have never really been my thing. Yeah, I mean, if you like any of the Lego games and you like Jurassic Park, I recommend it. You can play as the dinosaurs. So <laughs> instead of, uh, you know, playing as just the people, I can go into free play mode and just play as a T Rex running around and, like, <laughs> I saw, I saw the trailer where, like, the raptors were, like, breathing on the door of, uh, is it from the first movie when from the kid like in the kitchen <laughs> and then they put the little yeah. little smiley face on it. it's like this is totally ridiculous but yeah, I kind of like it's it. It's very it's very like lighthearted and fun. Um, like okay, you know the scene where the dude gets eaten in the bathroom. Yeah. Um, the dinosaurs, the T Rex still comes up and eats him, but he's like holding like he was holding like a little like bathroom brush to defend himself beforehand. <laughs> He gets eaten, and then the T-Rex opens its mouth, and he's just, like, brushing his teeth. And then he, the T-Rex, like, winks. So it's like, okay, well, he got killed. But then, like, at the very, very, like, last part of the game where the T-Rex comes in and is, yep. like, fighting the raptors in the main visitor hall. Yeah. Um, the T-Rex, like, throws up that dude, and he's just, like, covered in, like, little, like, blue single, like, clear bits. So it looks like he's just been through the... Through the ringer. Oh man! But it, you know, it's just it's fun. It's lighthearted. It's uh, I'd say it's a good way to get like kids excited for like old Jurassic Park games. Yeah. And I, like I said, if you like playing them, there's plenty of stuff to do because there's so much like collect collectibles yeah. and stuff like that. And that's like really, I like collecting things. I like getting like 100 percent completion on things. So I don't know why this reminds me of just the Jurassic Park game for the Sega Genesis and how ridiculously fucking hard that was. Yeah. Also because I was like eight and didn't know how to play a fucking video game worth of shit. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> it seems so. It seems so so weird and ridiculous. The Lego. Jurassic yeah, it's just like Park a, it's just like a weirdly like over the top. There's like no like violence where things aren't gonna get like ripped apart and there's gonna be blood anywhere or anything. Um, even like when the T-Rex is fighting the raptors, um, you know, he'll like pick them up in their mouth and like shake it around a little bit and throw it. And then you got to like run and like drop something on the raptor's mm -hmm. head. Um, and even in the end when the T-Rex, uh, quote unquote kills the raptors and everything, yeah. 
he just grabs a raptor by the tail and pulls him and then launches him like a little slingshot into a wall. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's just very fun and lighthearted and yeah. it's, a, it's a fun time. Yep. All right. So I guess the first thing on the on the chopping block. First thing on the chopping block. Of course, we're going we're gonna, to we'll talk about games right now. Um, it's weird because this is like pre-E3. Like we're just tomorrow is Bethesda's... Um, you know, press mm-hmm. conference. So, um, really, as far as like new stuff goes, as far as like actual video games, it's kind of just weak just because I feel like everybody's holding their cards real close, yeah. waiting for next week to just start, you know, dropping yeah. reveals. Pretty much. So, um, uh, one thing that came out this week, uh, pre E3. Um, Halo, or the, you know, 343, mm-hmm. uh, the makers of Halo said that all the DLC maps for the ulti- all the DLC multiplayer maps for uh, Halo 5 will be free. That seems pretty cool. Um, it makes sense. I was thinking about it, and with Halo 4, um, Halo 4 came out um, a couple weeks before Ghosts, one of the Call of Duty games. Yeah, but so for two weeks the Halo Four multiplayer was really, really like filled with people, mm-hmm. and then as soon as that Call of Duty game came out, it just dropped. Yeah, they, they just those people left and they never came back, pretty much. So after that, getting into matches on Halo was always kind of difficult. But I think they want to prevent that. Yeah, um, by saying you know all these DLC maps are free, you're not alienating anybody. Anybody who wants to come back later yeah. knows they'll still be able to play with their friends online. It's yeah. not like. My friends bought the DLC, but I didn't, so, you know, what's the point? Yep. So. I mean, like, it just seems like it would be the best move to go to. I mean, like, past couple weeks, there's been a lot of, you know, uh, hate towards paying for DLC stuff. So, I mean, like, this just seems like it's a good PR move on their part, because I'd get fucking tired of just paying for only multiplayer maps. It doesn't seem like it would be worth my money anyway, you know? With certain things, I don't have a problem with paying with, right? Um, with like big expansion packs, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with paying, you know, 20, 20 bucks for 30 bucks for whatever. With the Call of Duty formula, and I say this because they charge, what, like $20 an expansion? Yeah. Uh, if you buy them all together, it's 50 bucks, 60 mm-hmm. bucks. Um, but, you know, it's with the Call of Duty, uh, they're $15. Yeah. Sorry. So $15 for DLCs for $60. You can buy it for $50, I believe, mm-hmm. if you buy the season pass. Um, but with their formula, it's, um, what, like four four or five maps for $15? bucks, and that's, and that's fine. Like, you know, that's cool. But I don't, I don't think that's enough content for me to, sp- like, um, willingly and, like, happily spend $15 yeah, for. exactly. Um, if you, if, I don't, and like I said, I don't know what else they could add to it because Call of Duty is not really that formula which would allow you to add things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's like you know, fifteen dollars a bit much to pay for a couple of maps. Yeah, especially when you don't really get that much out of it than getting your ass kicked online anyway. Because I mean, like, like Kalo's online is just kind of like either you're good at it or you're not, and you just can get wrecked every single time you're playing. It's right. just a, it's like an even fifty-fifty split. You know, and just to pay so you can get your ass kicked on another map is just doesn't really seem worth it or yeah. fun, you know, at all. Because I mean, like people usually like to say, "Oh, I like to 
play just to play. But if, after you lose like 50 times in a row, yeah, it's going to get to you after a little while. You're, you're not going to just be like, oh, I just want to play. It's like, no, I'm, I'm done with this. Yeah. And I'm one of those people who, <laughs> who just can get their ass kicked 50 times in a row on Halo anyway. Yeah, so, so, I mean, I wouldn't want to pay for these for these multiplayer maps. And the thing is, like that kind of stuff alienates uh, players, right? Because... Mm-hmm. In the case of Halo, in the case of Call of Duty, let's say if I'm a big Call of Duty person, I buy all the DLCs. Um, I'm like, Joey, buy Call of Duty, it's pretty fun. Uh, And you buy it, but you don't really care for it. Uh, Once that first set of DLCs comes out, it's kind of going to be over, right? Because I'm going to want to play those new maps. You won't have the new maps. So it's just, now I got you to come and play this game, and now you can't play it with me, right? Yeah. Uh, and of course, there's always like, oh, well, I can go back and play the old maps or whatever. But then, you know, it kind of defeats the purpose of getting mm-hmm. something new. Yeah. So it's cool. I'm excited. Um, I think Halo uh, 5, the DLC looks pretty, I not the DLC, the game looks pretty cool. The multiplayer looks pretty fun. Looks like yeah. they've added a good number of things in there to make it uh, stay kind of like, um, to stand the test of time. Yeah. So it's not going to be one of those games where you'll buy it um, and then two, three weeks later go trade it into GameStop for something else. Um, that's another thing um, that seems like uh, a lot of games are trying to do is trying to extend the life of their games to where they're not mm-hmm. being returned. Yeah. Um, because once you return them to like GameStop or trade them in, should I yeah. say, um, GameStop is the only one who's making money at that point because the because the company who makes the game the you know the developers the you know whether Microsoft yeah. Sony or any of the smaller ones um, they don't see any of that money no. after it's been sold the first time so they want to try and keep people as as to hold on to their yeah. games for as long as possible yeah and. I think like some of the way they're some of the ways they're doing it is just kind of strange because I mean like they'll space out DLC super far apart from each other, which kind of just makes you forget about it in general. Yeah. I mean like they'll say, oh yeah, season pass, and then like you don't hear about the first DLC for that season pass for months for like months at a time, and then you're just stuck playing like that one game for like months at a time. It, gamers' attention spans are short, man. Yeah. They're super short. Unless it's something that like you know. Is worth it something big like with with The Witcher? Yeah, I, they announced that the first DLC is going to come out in fall sometime, I believe. Um, so it's like that's that's a while. The game came out in May. Yeah, um, falls you know a good number of months away. But it's such a like big engrossing game where you're just like yeah. okay, there's that's just fine. so much content jam packed into that disc that yeah. you know you're not going to really. You know, you're not going to really want much of a DLC if you're, when you're still kind of slogging away through most of the main. But the main with game. with something like Call of Duty, where it's like, okay, there's a story mode that's going to be like eight or nine hours, maybe, and then, um, you know, then it's just multiplayer. But multiplayer is just that same formula over and over again. Yeah, it's kind of like with Mortal Kombat, where it's just like the same thing over and over again. You need that constant like injection of like new stuff to keep you interested. Yep. So and Mortal Kombat's been pretty good about it, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, so they've had like a month between their yeah. DLC I think, releases I think right now. Like so. for fighting games, though, it's a little bit different. Um, same with like RPGs because like RPGs, as I said, like have like a bunch of content jam packed into it anyway. And you have a different type of player who's right. you know in on that anyway. I mean, like, you have a guy who's probably more tedious about everything, so he takes super long to to upgrade his character because he looks at all the faults and all the 
yeah. pros and cons of like upgrading a certain trade or whatever, or some inane bullshit like that. And then you have you know people who compete, is like who you know are consider themselves competitors when they play fighting games. Right. So there's always that constant competition to see who's better than the next guy he fights. You know. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, you're right. Um, it's kind of. Uh, I don't know. I guess it's different for every game. Yeah. Because with shooters, it's like, okay, yeah, I'm sure all this stuff takes, like, a long time to, like, you know, create and stuff like that. But at the same time with shooters, I feel like those are the ones that are more likely to get uh, very, very repetitive very, very quickly. Yeah. Um, I mean, especially with, a, like, Call of Duty, yeah. just because it's such a, like, arcade kind of shooter. It's such a Twitch shooter that, you know, you have to... Just have that that instant reflex, that muscle memory, where it's like kind of spasm real where quick. it's like you know with with a different kind of shooter like Battlefield, it's a little slower, a little more like objective based. But even then, like you know, you can only run that same objective so many times before yep. you're like, I would rather do this on a different map. Mm-hmm. You know, I can only do like defending and you know yeah. attacking so much before it just gets kind of boring or like different game modes or something along the lines yeah yeah exactly and i and i appreciate uh something like splatoon right now where they're dropping dlc what seems like almost like weekly like whether it be like a new weapon or a new map they've been pretty good with the last couple of weeks to like have new content yeah um and it's not that difficult and you see in other game mode or other games where they're just like okay so we're gonna have this game mode for a little while you just kind of keep things fresh. You yeah. don't. You don't need to necessarily put out new maps every week. But if you can, like, be like, "Oh, we have this new game mode, or we have this, or we have that," then it kind of uh, it kind of works, in my opinion. Uh, moving on, though, because uh, uh, we were talking about fighters. Yeah. Uh, Street Fighter Five. Uh, they came out and said that Street Fighter Five will be a PlayStation Four exclusive, yeah, and not timed exclusive. Everyone kind of thought that it might be a timed exclusive, mm-hmm. but they've straight out come out and said that Street Fighter Five or any of its like you know like Ultra or you yeah. know like whatever uh, games that come out of it are going to be Sony exclusive. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think about that, Joey? Well, I don't know. I mean, like I, I get it. It's uh, because I mean it's, it's just business practice at this point for exclusives I kind of don't really like the idea of exclusives or timed exclusives because you're kind of depriving a game from someone who can probably not afford both consoles right um, and but once again I get it it's just that for a business standpoint it makes sense because yeah. the people who really want to play Street Fighter 5 and own an Xbox are going to go and buy a PS4 so yeah. they can play Street Fighter 5 um, but at the same time it I feel like those people, much like myself, who want to play it but really don't care enough to like to go do that. PS4 I'm just gonna forget about yeah. Street Fighter Five and just you know whatever. Who cares, right? Exactly. So, so I mean, it, it's a toss up, I guess. Like it, it just seems like it would be kind. Of, it's kind of a. It's kind of lame that we still have exclusives, but you know, I get it. I don't know. Like I'm not too jazzed on Street Fighter Five. It's not my type of fighter, I guess. I mean, because that's like a hardcore game. Yeah. And there's like a level of there's there's a learning curve that goes with that game. Like Mortal Kombat, for the most part, like there's like a lot of like finesse that you can put into the game after you played it for so long. But but even if you just like kind of pick it up and play it, you can still like do okay. Even if you're just in there like butt mashing and like if you find like one set of moves that like Mm -hmm. one stupid combo, (laughs) just go for the ankles. Or you're just like doing the same cheat move over and over again. you can still do that though, and it's still like a yeah. fun time. Right? It's, it's easy. It's easier to jump into Mortal Kombat um, than it is for Street Fighter because like there's just such a learning curve when it comes to Street Fighter in my right. opinion. 
So um, it seems like a really cool game. Seems really fun. They either keeping that art style they've had for the last two games, right? Um, so which is good. I'd rather them keep that than like cool. try and make it like look super realistic yeah. or anything. It looks good so, in my opinion. It looks yeah. really good. I like that cool cartoony comic book feel that they have yeah. going for it. So. Um, I'm the, but as far as it not being on Xbox One, eh, that, um, it's not really going to bug me too much. Yeah, I feel like the same thing happened with Titanfall, where Titanfall was a Microsoft exclusive. Mm-hmm. Um, came out on PC, came out on Xbox One. Um, and everybody on PlayStation was a little mad about it, but then now Titanfall 2 is going to be on all consoles. Yeah. So, And it's probably for the best. I mean, I enjoyed Titanfall, don't get me wrong, Yeah. but there wasn't like a single-player story, and it just kind of like, there are certain elements yeah. that could have been worked on a little better. So in that case, I feel like Sony players are actually getting a benefit because mm-hmm. now they're done with the whole, like, this worked, this didn't work. Yeah. And now we're going to have something better when Titanfall 2 comes I out. Think, I think it's interesting with Titanfall that... Everyone wanted a story out of that game, whereas like most first-person shooters, their stories are not really that good for the most part. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's not a matter of like whether it's good or not. It's just with multiplayer-only games, it becomes really difficult because, one, you need to get your crew together. I really enjoy Evolve, but there's no single-player, like no single-player story. So... Um, I mean, every time I jump in, I'm playing with a whole bunch of random people, and it just gets kind of frustrating because nobody really knows what they're doing. Um, so the appeal of a single player in those situations, even if it's a shitty story, yeah, uh, would appeal to me because I was like, oh, I can play the single player story, kind of get a little better. Uh, I have something to do while my friends aren't online, you know. So much like that, I feel like I feel yeah. like. Uh, and, and a couple of weeks ago, I don't know if we had talked about this, but uh, Take Two had um, had announced that uh, Evolve is going to be like a stable franchise for them. Yeah. So they're gonna, it's going to be a sequel. So I think with with Titanfall Two and with Evolve Two, whenever that comes out, um, they're going to have to add that single player story in there. I think they're going to realize yeah. how much they need one. Yeah. Even if it's something simple, but I think it's important in games to have that. Yeah. Especially, so especially now aspect. when like uh, games have been kind of elevated a little bit more than they have been in the past, so you have like a lot more interesting stories going on in games. Like a lot of people didn't really expect a good story out of Castle Wolfenstein, but the story in it was pretty compelling and very interesting. Yeah. Granted, though, it didn't have multiplayer at all, so they all they had to focus yeah. on was just the story for um and like the gameplay in the game. But uh, I think Titanfall has such a unique world and such a really cool interesting concept on their hands that not having like a story that at least kind of fleshing something out to kind of like set up the whole world yeah. or like you know the reason with, for with, this war with, um, kind, you know? with you know the um, with something like Call of Duty so you play the multiplayer maps but if you play the single player maps if you play the single or not the single player maps the single player campaign uh, you get a feel for the weapons what kind of weapons you like more than other yeah. ones uh, you kind of get like a feel for the maps because they kind of like take spots from the game and yeah. put it into multiplayer. So you kind of get a feel of like what you're going for, what might work best in this situation. Um, Titanfall kind of missed that mark. Um, and technically they had like a story thing, but it wasn't single player, right? It yeah, was a multiplayer was, uh, kind of like campaign thing. Yeah, it, has to, it had to be, it was ingrained in the multiplayer and like you had to like 
win in some spots or lose. Yeah, in some exactly. spots. I don't know. So, I didn't really get through it much that that much. I just just hopped in and just started playing. Yeah, because it, it was. Um, so they had like specific achievements where it's like, okay, um, you play this map and you have to win all of the campaign missions as the uh, you, the IMC, I believe, was the name of one yeah. of them. And, you know, just one of the factions. But that was so difficult because you're playing online with other people, so it's really easy for you to keep playing or getting put in as this group and keep losing as that group because yep. you know you're keep playing with people you don't know, and it's kind of frustrating in those situations where you you can only influence it so much without you know having other people affecting your uh, yeah. your gameplay very much, but. So, Plus, I feel like single player uh, really is where certain things come out. Like with Evolve, all the characters in Evolve are really interesting. Yeah, cool. Be really nice to like have been able to bucket buckets the get, best. Get to know these characters more so. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's just those situations where you really kind of get more attached to a game. Right? Yeah. So like if you were playing an Evolve campaign and. You had a bucket campaign. You find out more about him and like where he was created. Well, I think with that. something like Evolve, though, it'd be kind of difficult for them to do it because like th- these guys are like like mercenary types, right? Right. I imagine. But, so like you would have to kind of flesh out their background, as in like they're gonna. Be, it's gonna be a completely different game than Evolve, where there's like hired like you know these guys are hired to you know capture this you know. The experiment well, that broke loose. Not it's because they're not out there to capture it; they're out there to kill it. And there's or more than it, one you know. monster, so they could easily do it with like, oh, these group of four people came down and kind of get to know them more and more as you're kind of progressing through and like mm-hmm. tracking this monster down and everything. So you can kind of find out like little chunks of story yeah. that kind of make you grow more attached yeah. to these characters. I think that's what they try to do with just like the writing and the character interactions, you know, before. Uh, like the cutscene before, where when you jump down, um, into yeah, the and, and they did a they did a decent job with that. Yeah. I'm not I'm not trying to take that away from them, uh, but they specifically came out before the game came out and said the characters aren't going to be interacting a lot in multiplayer because we don't want them talking to interfere with communication between like you know the actual people playing. So it, you know they I feel like they could have done more mm-hmm. as far as those character interactions go, but. Um, way off topic because we started talking yeah. about Tree Fighter. Um, continuing on that though, um, yesterday I believe, yep. um, some news came out. They had a uh, data mine some stuff from Smash Bros. Mm-hmm. Um, and they found a Ryu. They found Roy, who was in the original yep. or in the last game, and then they characters. found a uh, Ryu themed stage. That's super cool. Um. Now, of course, this is this is kind of big news because tomorrow there's supposed to be... Tomorrow's Sunday. This will probably go up on Sunday. Yeah. But tomorrow, uh, speaking from today's standpoint, on Sunday they're supposed to have a like tiny Smash Bros. Direct. Mm-hmm. So it's more so going to be like, here's a DLC for Lucas. You know, this is what he looks like. Go download him now, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, they're going to have... Probably they're going to talk about that Miiverse stage they had talked about for the Wii U version um, before the game came out. That there was going to be a downloadable Miiverse stage, but we haven't heard anything about it. It seems like a weird one, but yeah, I guess. Yeah, no, they um, they because they had like uh, uh, like fifty facts about Smash Bros before yeah. the game came out, and that was uh, like on one of them. Another thing that they had announced in that fifty facts about Smash Bros was that they were going to have some kind of tournament mode. Mm-hmm. But we haven't heard anything about that yet. Hmm. Um, so 
that's probably there. Hopefully they talk about something like that tomorrow. Of course, I'm assuming more DLC characters. And it seems like uh, this Ryu Roy thing is probably going to be one of them, right? Yeah. I mean, it would be pretty cool. Um, Ryu, I don't think Ryu's been in a Smash Brothers game yet. Like, and Roy is one of my favorite characters, so I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, so um, assuming this is real, so they're going to announce those two. They're going to talk about Lucas. Um, maybe they'll talk a little more about, you know, some more DLC characters they're working on mm-hmm. or, you know, stuff to look forward to. Yeah. I think that would be a good idea for them. That's supposed to be kind of like a really short thing. So I just thought it was interesting that it came out yesterday and the direct's supposed to be happening tomorrow. Um, in other gaming news, um, kind of a big deal, really, yeah. I would say. Um, the Oculus Rift, which we talked about a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, still slated for a quarter one of a 2016 yep. release, um, but they came out and uh, partnered with Microsoft. Yeah, and with this, they um, for now, anyways, what they've it, the game is the Oculus Rift is going to be compact with an Xbox One controller, mm-hmm. um, and it will be able to uh, work with Windows 10 and the Xbox One, and you'll be able to stream Xbox One games to your Oculus Rift. Via your computer. Yeah. So there's going to be like a Xbox One to Windows 10 kind of app kind mm-hmm. of thing. I don't, I'm not really sure how that's going to work out. I'm sure it's like we're going to send the stream it from the Xbox to the, your computer. Yeah. And then from your computer, you can stream it to your Oculus Rift. Yeah. Not that you'll be, not it'll be like a, you know, like you're not virtual gonna, reality yeah. game. It's not going to turn Halo Five into a virtual reality game. What I've heard is just, but it's just going to be like a screen. Yeah, right? it's like just going to be like you're watching a TV. Yeah, it's, it's, you, like if you look down, you're going to see like virtual hands on a controller, and if you look up, it's just going to be a giant big screen TV. So this seems stupid to me. I like, but you know, everything's going to is going to be really stupid when something first comes out anyway. Right. But it's 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 interesting because so so Sony announced last year. That they're working on Morpheus, mm-hmm. um, and you know Microsoft came out and we're like, they're like, we have the Hololens, so that's augmented reality where yeah. the Morpheus was virtual reality. Mm-hmm. Now, what this does, it opens up the avenue of Microsoft being in both markets. Yeah. So now they have the Oculus, which is going to be their virtual reality. They're working on the Hololens, which is going to be their augmented reality. Yeah. Um, which one will be the one that stands the test of time? I'm not too sure. One of them is right. I mean, whichever one's more sim- is is the simplest version, and but now the simplest version is going to run a lot easier than it than. But now Microsoft else. has its hands in both pockets, yeah. right? So now whichever way it goes, they have something to attack with. Um, on the other side, uh, as far as the Oculus goes, um, this is good because um, the Xbox. Is a very like the Xbox One controller is a very familiar controller. Yeah. Right. So now they have like a staple where um, developers will be able to um, probably put more effort into making their games because yeah. they're like we're familiar with the Xbox controller, so we can kind of make you know a platform that's closer yeah. to that. Um, I think the Oculus Rift did have their own like controller that they made themselves. Did they? I believe so, hmm. but I don't think that it's like all that great yeah so with an xbox one controller you know what you're getting right so this is really uh it's kind of big news i'm kind of excited because you because um before this it was supposed to be pc exclusive yeah 
Um, but now we know that it's going to be able to work with uh, Windows 10, which yeah. works with the Xbox One. So not to say that you'll be able to hook up an Oculus Rift to your like controller or something, yeah. but it's that first step in that direction, right? Exactly. So, which is kind of good because now, if, if that's the case, if they can somehow make the Xbox One run the Oculus Rift, yeah, and, like you know, can and run a game at the same time, if they can pull that off, yeah, four hundred and five hundred dollars for an Xbox One, depending on which version you get, yep, is a lot. It sounds a lot nicer than paying a thousand dollars for a computer that's going to be able to run it exactly so so like i think this is also just an attempt for uh microsoft i mean because like they weren't working on like as we said we weren't they weren't working on virtual reality to uh, begin with they were working on the augmented reality stuff so i think this is just a quick little shortcut for them to uh kind of get the jump on sony and try and get back on top in this whole like console wars thing that they're you know that everyone bitches about yeah so I think this is pretty cool. I'm kind of interested in how this is going to really play out for them. It's cool because they can, they're like trusting Oculus to work stuff out on their end. So anything that's not working with the actual VR, Oculus is still going to work on. As far as like compatibility goes, yeah, they're still going to have to work on that. But they can free up all of that extra like manpower that they would use to invest in virtual reality and instead put that in the HoloLens. Yeah. So. That's kind of cool. I'm. Uh, it's a. It's good news. I'm excited about it. Because, um, like I said, that means we might actually at some point get VR games for the Xbox One. Yeah. And both of us being Xbox One gamers yeah. and not PS4 gamers. Um, for a second there, I was like, okay, we're kind of going to get left out of this. Uh, the whole you know, virtual reality. Bit. Yeah. But I'm kind of. I'm really glad that this is going to happen, and I'm really excited to see like if they're even able to take current games now. And then be able to turn them into some, into virtual reality games, because like, I would think like Castle Wolfenstein would be pretty cool for virtual reality. GTA would be pretty cool for virtual reality stuff. Um, what other games am I trying? Like there have got to be other games that'd be pretty cool for that for that too. Um, as far as Xbox games go, yeah. Um, anything like a first person shooter, of course. Yeah, it's gonna kind of be a thing. Um, it's harder with like third person games. Uh, but that might open up avenues for people to try new things, right? Yeah. So I think definitely think that like a racing game would seem cooler with VR than just with a control, like you know, just watching a TV. Yeah. I'm not really into racing games. Me either. But if I can more so see myself like behind the wheel of this car, it might get me more of that, yeah. more of that appeal to get me to join it. Um, sports games, I guess, kind of fall into that same. Yeah, little. Uh, I think like Madden, like Madden games would be pretty interesting, like that. So where you're like, look, you're watching your characters like you know run off the line, and you're the quarterback. Um, they have like either like hand sensors that I think they're coming out with as well for Oculus, mm-hmm. or with the controller, you kind of look in the direction you want to throw it in, and then if you have the hand controllers, you kind of do like a throwing motion, yeah. or you know it's something like that. But I think it's, um, I think it's kind of a cool thing. Um, the future is now. Yeah, it definitely. Uh, it's kind of weird that this is literally stuff that people used to write about like thirty years ago in like 
crappy science fiction novels. Yeah. Um, except like they, there are versions of it where you know, like hundreds of years into the future, and like you can only imagine they were like untextured, just like gnarly looking polygons floating yeah. around in empty space and vector graphics. Like now we actually have this, and it's just kind of unreal that we have it. And, and like yeah, it really seems like kind of it's almost like uh, it's stuff that you would have dreamed about. Uh, you know, a couple years ago, mm-hmm. uh, five, ten years ago, when we were still in school and everything, you kind of like dream about like, oh, like you know, like being able to like put this on and like go into this virtual world and explore and everything. And I think we're a little, little, little bit away from that in particular, yeah. from being able to do a full on RPG style game in first person, yeah, with the you know Rift. But it's a step in the right direction. Um, it's definitely now more real than it was, uh, you know, five, ten years ago. Um, uh, last thing we're going to talk about, uh, just because uh, E3 is starts tomorrow, um, we're going to talk about the games that aren't going to be at E3. Yeah. Um, of course, everything that is going to be at E3, we will talk about next week. Um but with this, you know, with these, uh, these are the games that they've come out and said aren't going to be there. Um, we can start with what uh, Microsoft has said isn't going to be there. I think all this stuff they said that um, it will probably show at a Gamescom mm-hmm. in Germany. Uh, yeah. I believe that is in August. So they've kind of talked about this stuff. Uh, they're like, you know, we were thinking about sending it to E3, but it can wait. It can wait a little bit and, you know, just go to... Uh, Go to Gamescom. So the first thing on that list is uh, Crackdown. Yeah, Crackdown. Uh, Crackdown. Something either. they've been talking about there for a little while, but we haven't seen a lot. Yeah, really any talk of it like, lately. Crackdown so. when it first came out, not a lot of people really thought much of it. If anything, everyone just kind of got it for that beta key for what was it? Borderlands, right? Right. I think something like, like that. Some, something. Some other game. Like, like it, yeah. No, it was a it was a Halo Halo Three like something beta something. Beta S- some some yeah some some bigger right. game some bigger yeah. better game. And then it's kind of surprising because that game turned out to be actually really good. Yeah. It was it was very interesting, very different. This kind of open world where you're kind of the super powered. Cop. Police. You're you're like RoboCop, but you're not a robot or some bullshit. I don't know. Story like, like, it's like zombie things running around everywhere. Yeah, and like there's gangs you have to kill, and you got to do crazy stuff. And but it, it was an interesting game, and then the sequel was also really interesting yeah. too. Even though it's kind of just more of the same. Um, so I'm I'm excited for this new Crackdown to be released. Well, yeah, it, it, you think about what. Um, so they, it's not like a realistic looking game. It's more like a cell shaded kind yeah. of a game. So. Um, that takes away a lot of the power that you need from like hardware, um, but with so all the old games were out on the 360. Mm-hmm. Um, so with uh, it coming to the Xbox One, um, they're gonna go for the same kind of art style. I hope what that means is a larger map. Yeah, maybe like more weapons, more like missions and stuff like that that they can include. Um, Second thing out of Microsoft that they said isn't going to be coming to E3 is uh, Quantum Break. Yeah. Um, we know it's pushed back till next year, mm-hmm. so that's kind of fine, right? Um, I don't have too much of a problem with that. So I with E3, I feel like so much of what they show at E3 is like, 
these are going to be our big holiday games yeah. for you know the end of the year. So since we know Quantum Break won't be there, uh, won't be at the end of this year, then it's I feel like okay that they don't show that yet. Yeah. Um, you know, and Quantum Break is supposed to be that big game where it mixes the game with the, with like, the TV, TV show, show and kind of, yeah. So that's pretty cool. Um, I'm fine with that going. Uh, last thing that they have on there is uh, Scalebound. I haven't heard much about that game at all. Let's see. Not even entirely sure what it's about. An action-packed adventure game from uh, Platinum Games. Uh, it transports you to a distant, hostile world. You'll come face-to-face with fearsome creatures, including a formidable dragon. And the bond you forge with this awesome predator will prove crucial to the survival of both worlds. So, what the, like, stills I've seen from this game is, like, some, you know, some kid in, like, armor and there's a dragon. So, I'm sure okay. at first you fight each other and then you become best friends. So, it sounds like a Pixar movie. <laughs> Now we're best friends. I but, don't know. But with probably a lot more killing. Probably. A lot more so. blood and violence. So it's more like a DreamWorks movie, I guess. I don't know. But <laughs> it's, um, like, it's just not something it, I've it, heard that it, much yeah, about. Yeah, it's not something that we've really heard about, so it's fine that it's not coming to E3. Um, I'm sure they could build that hype, but if they don't have it planned to release at the end of this year, there's really no reason for them to show it, in my opinion. Um, on the Nintendo front, um, we know The Legend of Zelda for the Wii U is not going to be shown at E3. Yeah. Uh, a couple months ago, they had uh, pushed back the release date. They were really stuck on this. It's going to come out in 2015. It's going to come out in 2015. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, just kidding. We're going to do more things to it. So it's going to come out probably in 2016. They said definitely not 2015. Um, and then a little while after that, they were like, yeah, and we're not going to be at E3 this year. That's kind of upsetting. Um, I wouldn't put it past Nintendo to be like, you know how we said we wouldn't show it? Well, we're here's this new it. trailer. Yeah. Right? So that, that wouldn't put Nintendo beyond that, especially since people, everyone was pretty upset that yeah. uh, Legend mean, of Zelda wasn't going to be there. I mean, like if anything, like you said, there's going to be a, at least like, a trailer for the game, but there's got to... They, they're not going to show off probably gameplay. Yeah. I mean, like, if anything, like, E3 is to show off all your gameplay and just to see how far along the game's come so far um, and to get the hype going for people to actually want to play the game other right. than, you know, getting them hyped up for them to know that it just exists, you know? Yeah, so, I mean, it got pushed back, but I'm okay with that. Yeah. I mean, if the, if the end product comes out to be that much better because they pushed it back a couple of months... I'm fine with that. Yeah, I don't really. I'm not um, gonna yeah, I've it. always taken like when they're when they're pushing a game back as a good sign. Yeah, and in some situations, if a game's been pushed back for like months and then they push it back again for months and then for months again, it's kind of frustrating. Yeah, but if they do one initial push and they're like, "Yeah, we kind of examined this and we think we can take it in a better direction yep. if we have more time." I'm like, by all means, yeah. I'd rather them do that and ship like an amazing game than really try and make that uh, published date and put out a piece of crap. Yeah, they need to constantly be putting uh, like updates out for and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, other things from Nintendo, they said they won't be at E3. Um, the NX, which is their new console they're working on, they said don't expect it this year, and mobile games. 
there's going to be no mobile games at E3. Yeah. Which is a good thing because I think, like, like E3 is that big gaming thing. And I don't think mobile games really fit into that. Yeah. Um, um, but it's the fact is it's Nintendo doing mobile games after they've said they wouldn't do mobile games for, like, the longest time. So I guess that that would be the reason it would be there in the first place more than anything, just because of the company behind it. Other than that, you know, you're not going to see, you know, Supercell have, like, a panel at E3 or something. Yeah, it exactly. wouldn't make sense for them to have one. Yeah. Um, other things uh, not attached to any like particular company. Uh, Minecraft, the Telltale story kind of thing yeah. that they're working on. Um, that makes sense. Um, you have like a Minecraft convention that happens every year. Yeah. So why wouldn't you save that for that? Be um, the smartest thing to do. Yeah, I feel like those people are going to be a lot more excited for it than people at E3. Um, that and Titanfall 2. Titanfall 2, they've said that uh, will not be at E3 this year. Um, that's just uh, that's the list I have. I don't know if you know no, any other ones. The same, same, it's the same list I got. Um, they guess like, Titanfall 2, kind of surprised about that one since it's, gonna, since it's kind of a AAA title. And like usually by definition, E3 is kind of for AAA titles anyway. So, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it... it um, I'm not sure. I, like I said, I'd be really excited to see Titanfall 2 because I really enjoyed Titanfall 1. But if they're not ready to show things, then that's fine. Like yeah. Games do take a long time to make nowadays. So I'd rather, I'd rather not see it at E3 than get what we got from EA last year where they're just like, oh, here are these like, behind-the-scenes documentary of the game that we're making. Yeah. And it's not the actual game. That's just frustrating to me. Like, you know, whenever you had, like, um, last year at E3, you had uh, the Star Wars Battlefront, yeah. like, documentary thing where they're just, like, showing the people talking. So yeah. like, that's a little more frustrating. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see that. Just show me the game. If the game's not ready, don't even show me anything. Yeah. So. So you're, you're intentionally blue balling me here. Right. <laughs> this is annoying. So. Yeah. I th- I'm very excited. I am. We've talked about it here. If you're listening to this, I'm sure you've you know read other things elsewhere, heard other things elsewhere of things that are going to be there. Um, and I'm not going to get into this, but I'm just very excited for the things we don't know about. Yeah. Because those are always the biggest things, right? When they're less like, oh, yeah, this is coming the- out and this is coming out and this big, like... You know, thing yeah. that you've been waiting for forever is coming out this yeah. year. The surprises this year, I'm hoping it's going to be pretty good, especially since these consoles are in their second year of their lifespan. Yeah. So this is when they kind of start pulling everything together for the for their consoles. They start pulling out the big guns. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So we're going to take a quick break here. We'll come back and talk about some movies. Um, we'll wrap up and get out of here after that. Uh, but we'll be back. Uh, so if you've ever like the, the the new Colonel Sanders commercials are just 
so bad. Just so creepy. Like, he just, like, is such a, like, weird-looking dude. And, like, the way he talks and the weird pauses he has in his, the middle of his sentences and just, like, he owns slaves. Yeah, like, he just, it, it's weird. Literally owns slaves. <laughs> He's just not a very appealing character at all. Just It's just so creepy and bad. Just... What were you thinking, KFC? Not like your chicken was that great in the first place, but you just made it that more un- unappetizing. Yeah, it's just like the, the KFC Famous Bowl isn't going to save you from that commercial. Nope. That double down ain't going to help. You double down on the wrong dude for Colonel <laughs> Sanders. Yeah, he's the kind of dude who would probably make you sit in a chicken sandwich and just, like, just watch you. Like he just keeps you. feeding you chicken sandwiches and just keeps watching and licking his lips over and over <laughs> again. This is disgusting. <laughs> All right, so let's let's uh, let's talk about movies. Let's talk about some very very uh, sad news. Yeah, so we got this uh, this week in movies. Yeah, so Christopher Lee uh, passed away a few days ago at the age of ninety three. Um, those of you who do not know who he is, uh, he was... You do know who he is, you yeah. just, you might not know him by name. Yeah, he was, um, Saruman in, uh... Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings, and he was Count Dooku in the Star Wars prequels. Um, was it Darth Tyrannus or something like that? Yeah. So, yeah, um, he, he passed away, uh, you know, he, he had a really long career, really great career, too. He, um, a lot of people don't really He was 93, so it's not like he, you know, he, he was, I'm sure, like, in that stage where he was, like, ready to go and everything, uh, you know, if we can all be so lucky to live to 93, right? Exactly. So, you know, he, um, he, uh, was knighted. Uh, by the Queen of yeah, England. So he was actually Sir, right? Yeah, so he was Sir Christopher Lee. Um, a lot of people don't know, um, a lot of people probably who know him as Count Dooku or Soramon don't really know this about his earlier work, but he was in, uh, he was a James Bond villain, um, the man with the golden gun. I can't right. remember the actual character's name right now. Um, he was also in uh, the what's known as the Hammer films, which was just kind of a mod, like a, a modern retake on uh, classic horror films. He was uh, both Dracula and Frankenstein in those films, and he was he rocked the shit in those. He's in those got movies. the creepy ass face to pull it off. Yeah, and like he he was great. He just kind of has that that menacing villainous face to him. Yeah. yeah. So you know his stuff is pretty great. Um, he had like he, he was like in two hundred. He had two hundred seventy nine acting roles throughout his career. You know, um, trying to look through like uh, he did a lot of TV before he got on to got on to movies. But you know, he uh, yeah he he'll, he'll be sorely he'll be sorely missed. He was a great actor. Yeah, and it's just uh, and you look at his uh, IMDb stuff, and he has almost three hundred uh, film credits as an actor. So yeah. that's a huge. You know, acting career, in my opinion. Yeah, very, very, very long, very storied acting career. And, you know, like, he, he, he was even in, uh, he was in The Hobbit last year, right? Yes. I mean, he was, uh, he was 90-plus when he filmed that fucking movie. Yeah, so he, he was I still mean, going strong way into, way into his later years. So, that's, uh, I mean, it's, it's definitely very sad to, uh, you know, hear that that happened. Yeah. Uh, especially with you know like such a long and uh, such a long and like lustrous career. Yep. You know, so um, he will be missed. That's for yeah. sure. So just kind of wanted to start off with that because it's kind of like with some of the biggest news that happened so far um, in in movies. You know, it, and people usually say you know uh, celebrities die in threes. 
So like now we're just waiting for the other two at this right. point. So we're wondering who they're going to be. But um, but yeah. So I just wanted to start that off with just you know, kind of remembering a great actor and just uh, seeing him in like some montage later down. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. Definitely, so, uh, definitely. So. Um, Moving on um, to uh, some other really cool news. Some really cool news right now. Um, it's really big, um, at least for us. You know, both of us are big fans of the Punisher um, right. the comics and uh, and the Tom Jane movie. And the, the Tom Jane movie. I love that movie. Like, I mean, like as a movie as a whole, wasn't that great. But Tom Jane as the Punisher made that movie. Yeah, in definitely. my opinion, he was. I thought he was the perfect choice for the Punisher. I've always been hoping he would be back in a, in a Why Punisher. Why Travolta play. was in that movie? That's beyond me. Whatever. But, you know, but Tom Jane was in that movie. Yeah. So you know, uh, he, the Punisher has been announced to be in the second season of Daredevil. Right. As he played by John Barenthal. Um, for those of you who don't know him by name, more recently you probably know him as Shane in The Walking Dead. Yeah. He's in seasons one and two of The Walking Dead. And I will say this, I I hated him in The Walking Dead. And not as an actor, but like as a character. He, he did that, very well as but, a very fucked up character. But that in and of itself, in my opinion, shows the acting chops that he's got. Right? Yeah. So, I mean, like it won't be hard to pull off like a Punisher-like character. But I think like he has like the right look for it, and I think like we were talking about this before we started recording. He's got like a really fucked up nose. Yeah, he so. looks like he like he, like he just if you just kind of like dirty him up a little bit, he already looks like he's been through like a lot of shit. <laughs> I mean, like if if you've seen Fury, he looks really gnarly in Fury. Yeah. So you know, just that kind of look for a Punisher guy, in my opinion, looks pretty good. I think he'll do a great job. Um, a lot of people are, are speculating that he's going to be a villain-like character. Um, kind of goes against the whole thing. If anything, what they're going to, what it's going to be, and I can guarantee, I can half guarantee this pretty much, um, is well, the Punisher is going to be doing his Punisher thing, and he's going to be killing mobsters, and then you know uh, Daredevil's going to be trying to figure out why he's killing mobsters. Yeah, and I can see them having a weirdly, like, rocky relationship starting off, and then maybe, like, near the end, they kind of, like, team up to fight this bigger villain, right? Yeah. Something like that. Like, like either some kind of team up, or he's just going to be a reoccurring character for the Daredevil series, and... uh, I heard that uh, Netflix was supposed to, like, they're, they're kind of on board for a Punisher series. Right. So, if anything, this is going to be just a really good, you know, jumping off platform for the Punisher series. To, to yeah, happen. exactly. And and it's something, I'm so glad to see the Punisher come back because um, I think Punisher, um, was it Warzone? Yeah. That weird movie. I think that kind of put a sour taste in everybody's mouths for what the Punisher is. Because, yeah. sure, he's, like, this, you know, dude who's, like, blowing people up and everything and punching faces in. But it's just kind of... Uh, I mean, like, it, it was so over-the-top and so crazy violent. I mean, like, that part is pretty cool. It's just that it was kind of... It just was kind of handled in a bit of a weird way. It's weirdly almost, like, Expendables. Exactly. In a sense, as opposed to a Marvel movie, right? Because yeah. where a Marvel movie has a lot of action scenes, a lot mm-hmm. of action sequences, there's plenty of story and like meaty, like just yeah. like character development 
that you get really attached to these characters. With yeah. this, it's kind of just like, we're going to punch all these people. And we, why? Just because. You yeah. don't need to know. He's just killing people. Yeah, exactly. And, like... He like there's like so much of a macho type of thing to it. Whereas I mean like the Punisher is a very macho like character and because he, he can like you know, he snaps people's necks with like his bare hands or whatever. But it's just that there's like a darker side to him than I mean, it's a, well, he's a very the, simple character. The, the reason why he's such a like brutal character t- towards all these people is because his family is killed. Right? Yeah, he, his family is killed oh, by a criminal element like, so he's right in front of him yeah. essentially. So yeah, and it there's you could do so much with that, right? Yeah. So you can make that super character developed and like, you know, have it be more than just like he's punching faces and but yeah. like actually show the reason why he's doing it. I mean, like, he, like it's it's a very simple motivation, it's a very simple like character. It's just that and you can take him because he's very simple, you can take him in a bunch of different directions. It's just that yeah. it was it was a lot more macho than I thought it was gonna be. I thought they were gonna focus in on more of like the darker elements of him and kinda how he's kind of, you know, Insane, yeah. Because the, because the Punisher is insane. He's 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 clinically crazy. You can block him up in a loony bin and throw away the key and not have him see the light of day ever again. Yeah. But um, the, I thought they would kind of go more of that route, uh, like not so introspective into the character as much, but still kind of like show like a really dark side of the Marvel universe in a way. Yeah. But you know they didn't with that one. It was a lot. It was a lot more colorful than I was expecting. Even like the Technicolor blood was kind of an interesting touch. Yeah. But you know. Uh, John Bernthal is going to be his interesting choice. I'm kind of just I'm just excited to see how this is all going to play out. Yeah. Um, with this, because this is definitely getting because I haven't watched the first season yet. You know what? I'm actually looking at his uh, IMDb film credits, and he's actually in here as a character model. He's a character model for Cerberus in Manhunt. <laughs> really? Yeah. And it's kind of weird. Just uh, I guess a weird thing. This is what happens when you look at IMDb. Just things lead to other things, and you're like, what? That? That's cool, I guess. Um, but yeah, no, it's um, it's cool. I, I'm definitely excited. Um, I haven't finished like you. I think you were about to say yet and actually watch the Daredevil yeah. series. I haven't finished the Daredevil series. Um, I, I really need to make time to do it because it's really, really good. Um, but with the direction from what I've seen so far and, you know, the direction they're taking the show, um, I'm very excited for this next season. It's yeah. supposed to come out next year, I believe, uh, sometime in 2016. So, yeah, pretty fucking exciting. And like, uh, like I think you said, uh, this would be a nice stepping stone for the Punisher to re-enter the Marvel Universe. Yeah. Because who doesn't like the Punisher? If you like, the De- if you like Deadpool, Deadpool's very... Very, zany and wacky. Uh, very zany and wacky. Um, and very violent. The Punisher is very violent, not so much zany wackiness. And take that away from it. Yep. Um, so, he's just like that super badass manly character, right? Pretty much, yeah. Um, so, skipping on back to movies. Um, we had a trailer drop this week, which... It's like a teaser trailer. It's like a 20-second trailer. Yeah. Right? This for, is an, uh, this is an interesting one for for like let, let me let me set the scene. So April first, twenty fifteen, we have uh, we have news dropped that <laughs> Will Ferrell and Kristen Wiig are in a movie, and you're like, that's hilarious. This is going to be comedy of the year material stuff right here. But then they're like, but this movie's on Lifetime. Okay, you're still like, interested. A little weird. And then you find out that it's called. I think they had actually released the name at that time too. 
Um, no, they hadn't. They hadn't released the name yet. No. Um, so this was April 1st in the morning that this news dropped. And they were like, not only is this movie happening, it's done filming. Um, and, you know, it's going to be out later this year. Yeah. Um, Will Ferrell later that day came out and was like, this was a real thing. We were working on it. But now because everybody knows we're going to... Yeah, it it's been canceled. And everybody was like, aww. But then back uh, a month ago or so, it came out that, yeah, this is going to be a real thing. Yeah. The movie was filmed. Um, and <laughs> earlier this week, we actually got a trailer for it. It's called A Deadly Adoption. Um, that name in and of itself, just connected to those two to those two actors, is hilarious. But it, 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 it's like weird because it kind of makes sense for what like Lifetime movies are. That kind of like very over the top dramatic soap opera um, type of type of stuff that they do. But like Will Ferrell and Kristen Wiig, and you look at the trailer, and the trailer isn't like them like laughing or doing something comedically stupid. Mm. It's. Like oh, this super it's, serious. It, but at the same time, it's not like they're like being super serious in the trailer, right? Um, so it just makes me like believe that it's going to be like some kind of like dramedy where there's not like outward comedy in it, but it's just like so over the top dramatic. We're just like, okay, this is fucking hilarious. <laughs> like I'm, I'm still betting on this. Like they're gonna like any trailers that they show, they're just gonna like have like the best editor in the world just like cut them together to make it look super serious and stone faced, just like brutally gut punching as they possibly can be, like with like some like horrible lifetime movie. You know, crack baby. So, so the, <laughs> you know, abortion stuff. And so then, the whole the whole premise of the movie, um, I believe, is uh, Kristen Wiig and Will Ferrell are they're a married, and they are waiting to adopt this baby from this lady who's having a kid. Yeah. Um, and then she like does something to like manipulate the family or whatever. Something along those lines. Something that like would make sense as a lifetime movie. Yeah. Right. Uh, but it's just. It's just so bizarre to have these people in it because, as I was and saying, it's so it's so quick coming because it, it comes out on the twentieth of this yeah. month, so in like a week, a week and a half or so, right? Yeah, like a um, week from now. So that's that's insane. It's 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 so strange. And as I was saying, like they're gonna like have the best editor in the world like cut this trailer to be very uh, serious, and then when the movie comes out, I'm best gonna be like some crappy slapstick comedy. Yeah, and, and like it's just it's just so confusing and just so out of left field that I, I, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's just don't the know. whole thing is very strange. Um, that being said, though, I'm kind of excited for it. I'm gonna watch it. Yeah, this is gonna be like the first thing I've seen on Lifetime other than like the Golden. And Girls. maybe maybe they're like you know going for that appeal. Maybe they're like trying to get all these people to watch Lifetime. That wouldn't usually watch it. Yeah. And they're going to drop, like, commercials for, like, other things that they're going to be <laughs> yeah. having, you know, while this movie is premiering um, to kind of bring in those people. So it's, this could be a very good move on Lifetime's part. Yeah. I mean, like, and, like, when you think about it, Lifetime is where people go when their careers are, like, at the end of everything. You right. Know? Like, this is, like, where actors go where it's, like, uh, like, you know, they're struggling to maybe get their career kickstarted again somehow. But, like... Will Ferrell is like he's still getting like giant movie roles and he's getting paid millions of dollars just to act like a man baby on stage. Or yeah, like but like you know, it's just Kristen Wiig as well. Yeah, they're both uh, they're both comedic actors, 
and very good ones at that, yeah. right? And I mean, Kristen Wiig, she's going to be the new Ghostbusters movie. Mm-hmm. Um, you're constantly seeing Will Ferrell in new movies. Yeah. Uh, latest one being uh, that one with Kevin Hart. Uh, yeah. Get Hart, I believe. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, that one. Um, I'm not too sure how well that did, yeah. but I mean, that's not what we're talking about here. You know, these characters are still, and these not these characters, these, these people are still doing really, really well. well in the acting realm. Um, this might be like a passion project because you, I mean, you, <laughs> you, look at, you look at how Will Ferrell does um, stuff on like college humor and stuff mm-hmm. like that, stuff that goes up on there. Um, so it just, I could see that being it, yeah. like just kind of being like a weird little like stupid ridiculous passion project they've been working yeah. on and they got lifetime to pick it up somehow mm-hmm. but lifetime is aware that it's not going to be very serious i, I don't know it's so weird yeah so i don't know it's, it's cool i'm excited for it. it the trailer is ridiculous looking yeah i mean like it's just so unintentionally funny just because of the connotation those two actors carry with them and the fact that it's on Lifetime, just so it just seems that much more bizarre. Like, if this was, like, something on, like, NBC or whatever, it would kind of fit, make more, a little bit more sense. But the fact that it's on Lifetime is just... You just kind of feel strange about it. I just feel so strange. Like, Like, I just don't know what is going to happen. It's, like, the only thing this this channel is known for is Golden Girls reruns, and like women getting punched in the face by their husbands. Yeah, very very dramatic, <laughs> like like um, emotion-inducing movies. Yeah, like very like. This but is like, there's super bad. Like, it's though. like ridiculous, you know. They're they're horrible though. <laughs> um, so many jokes about like ridiculous time life or lifetime movies. Yep. Um, there was uh, God was it in Thirty Rock? I think where they like showed a like stupid dramatic one where like. There's a dog and it like shot a lady's face or something weird and <laughs> yeah it's like a spoof but like you know kind of like in that realm of ridiculousness yeah it, it's like it is in that realm of ridiculousness yeah I give you that so you know it's it's cool it's uh, I'm I'm very excited to watch it I'm I'm excited to watch it I think this is gonna be interesting I just want to just see it just to see it yeah it's just like this is gonna even be if it even if it is like takes like a super serious turn I won't be able to take it seriously yeah. I know I'm gonna and be I laughing the entire that. time yeah like, I'm just like this is gonna be good make me some popcorn <laughs> I'm gonna sit down and watch it all right so. uh, we got a couple other trailers that you uh, watch I didn't bother watching them. Yeah. So, going to give me a quick rundown because this kind of leads into the next topic we're yeah. going to talk about. So, anyways, so. Uh, I'm not really going to talk about these movies, but um, I'm excited for both of these films. I think they're be uh, very interesting, but they, they, they more concern the trailers. So, the first move, so the first trailer is for a film called The Martian, starring Matt Damon. Um, essentially, uh, you know, he's part of a crew that goes to Mars. And when they're on Mars... Really, a movie called Martian has to yeah. do with Mars? They, no, they, I'm sorry, my bad. They go to Jupiter okay. for whatever reason. So and this is that Chain Tatum, Mila exactly. Kunis movie. Then. Exactly. This is exactly the sequel. Like the, 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 the sequel. <laughs> <laughs> this is the sequel, the prequel of the next one. But, um, okay, so anyway. Matt Dan's part of a crew that goes to Mars. And essentially, he... Uh, they're on an expedition. Some stuff goes down, like a, a windstorm... And uh, they believe he is dead, and so the rest of the crew abandons the mission and leaves without him. Um, so he survives, and now he has to survive X amount of time for the uh, next um, mission to be manned to come get him and take right. him home. Um, now, 
there's more to the trailer than that. There's a lot more to the trailer than that. They, he says like, I need to survive for four years. Okay, that's okay for but that's okay for the trailer. But then um, he goes like, I need to figure out a way to survive for that four years. And they okay, that's fine. And then he start. Then they actually start showing how he's going to survive and how well he's doing at, at surviving. And they're showing so much of the plot; it's ridiculous. It's kind of upsetting, right? Because it's like, if if all this stuff is happening and they're showing it to you, what is the point of going? Exactly. Right. I mean, like they're they're taking anything that is compelling about the movie away by show, by putting it in the trailer. Like you don't. Uh, do you know how long this? Just off the top of your head, like how long this uh, trailer was? It's like two or two and a half minutes. Right, does it's it a lengthy need, fucking trailer. Does it need to be two minutes? Like, no, they like, could have gotten it done in thirty seconds. Right, and that's that's. I feel like a just giving someone like that teaser, like you know, like yeah, thirty second teaser. I mean, like there, there there's a sequence in the trailer where they um where they like he sends a message back to Houston. Um, saying that he is alive, and they send the message back saying we're coming for you. And then they could have just bam ended it there, and I would have right. been on board for that movie because I'd have been like, "This is going to be great! I'm excited! I want to see it! I love science fiction! I love space travel movies! And I love space travel movies gone awry! I love like Apollo 13, and I love uh, like, uh, Interstellar as you know, which was kind of a strange movie for me, but I really liked it, and I liked 2001: Space Odyssey." But this one, like, they just showed so much. I didn't watch the trailer all the way through. I stopped at, like, a minute and a half after I saw how much longer I had to go on that. Because I didn't want to chance ruin what uh, seemed like yeah. a really good movie. Um, and whoever they they hired to make that trailer needs to be fucking fired. Because it's that's kind of, it's it's kind of a shit, upsetting, it's a right? Because it's just like, you know, you I want to go watch a movie... Um, and be surprised. I wanted to like to watch this trailer and be like, okay, that's the part from the trailer. Now what's gonna happen? Yeah. I don't want to see a part of the trailer where it's like, you know, let's say like halfway through the movie, and I'm like, okay, well, I could have predicted this whole first part. So why are you even showing it to me? Right? Yeah. But and um, if in the trailer they they show him like you know, like I don't, I don't know how he. I didn't watch the trailer, so I don't yeah. know what happens. But if they show him like doing okay, then you're like, okay, obviously. Um, he's not gonna die right away. Yeah, you know, like so. Like, if anything, like the whole like isolation aspect and him trying to survive is is compelling enough for me to want to go see it. Um, it's just that they they they're showing way too much of the plot in one trailer for me to to be super excited about it. Yeah, because then I'm going like, well, I hope these you know this horrible mistake doesn't translate over into the movie. But thankfully, I didn't watch it all and. Uh, and uh, you know, ruin the rest of the movie for me. Um, the next trailer that is related, but is also completely one hundred percent different kind of movie, is called Straight Outta Compton, and it's a biopic about NWA. Which you know, cover your ears if you're offended by this part. Stands for Niggas with Attitude. Um, <laughs> is this '90s rap group um, that has Easy E, Ice Cube, Dr. Dre, all these big people who like. Have uh, for the most part moved away from rapping, but are very still big and prevalent, right? Yeah, essentially, yeah. these guys made like like all this like gangster rap crap that is just a really lousy knockoff of you know Public Enemy and NWA. It they is, have these guys to thank for that. Yeah, they're they're essentially the founders of that whole mm-hmm. you know. Like they're they're, they're of, among like the original groups who have done that, 
And essentially, it's just a biopic about that group, about what they did when, you know, they were coming up and everything. And just kind of like, the, you know, their crazy backstories and whatever. Um, but is they also, this trailer is like super long too. It's like two and a half minutes, three minutes long. Yeah. And they show a bunch of the movie. Like, they, like and they're, they're, and they're trying to make, they show them as super poetic, even though we can kind of guess that they're not. But, um, I mean, come on, let's be serious. Yeah. Um, like anyone in music isn't really that super poetic if you're, you know, fucking, you know, high on drugs, you know, high on drugs. Right, right. Most of the time you're out. Um, but like, if anything, it'd just be interesting to see like the lives of these characters. And I'm not too familiar with, with the, with their backstories either. Um, so I would like to be like, go into the movie and see their backstories portrayed I don't want to see their like all like the major moments in their lives in the trailer. In the trailer, because there's. I mean, like, it's a, it's a it's a you know biopic, right? Yeah. So we know how it ends. We kind of already know the story a little bit, right? Yeah. But at the same time, I still want to be able to go to this movie and be surprised. Mm-hmm. I still want to be able to see this movie. And I, you could. We already know what it's about, really. Yeah. I mean, right? Unless you're. I mean, like we know we know how it's going to end. Easy E's going to be dead at the end of the movie. Um, and you know, we're, you know, Dre is going to be making horrible headphones and I, excuse me, going to be acting in Nickelodeon movies, you know? (laughs) Um, and, uh, it's just, it's like, but like, I want to like see like their roots, their early roots without having to be, have it be spoiled in the, in the trailer. Cause they show like all like these, like, you know, like the LA riots and they show, like, you know, them being busted by police, um, you know, at their shows and shit like that. Yeah, stuff that, like, they wouldn't need to necessarily show. Yeah. So, like, what this all culminates to, which you can probably already guess, is just, like, like, uh, tra- like trailers that show too much of the movie. It's something I feel like we, we see a lot in... Uh, this happens a lot, in my yeah. opinion. Um, you don't need to show me a lot to get me excited for something. Mm-hmm. Just show me enough. Yeah, just give me I mean, a little. Like, if it's exciting and if it's compelling enough with that little tease, you know, you have a great movie on your hands. But so. it just sometimes I feel like these companies know they're kind of putting out a shit film. Yeah, um, you see this with a lot of weird comedies. Yeah. Um, like if you look at like something like The Sitter, right, with, with uh, Jonah, Jonah Hill. Um, that movie was for the most part not that good. It was pretty bad. Mm. Um, but that trailer made it look hilarious. That trailer, like, they had like all, they pretty much they took all the good jokes from that movie, and they just put them all back to back in the trailer, and people want to go see it based off that trailer. Right, and that's one of those things where you're like, okay, if the trailer is this funny, well, this movie must be hilarious. But it's really, it's just kind of upsetting where it's just like, yeah. nope, just kidding. It's it's not that funny. it's, yeah. it's kind of garbage. Yeah, um, and, then, and then you take the opposite of that, and you show like a trailer that's too long, and then no one wants to go see that movie anymore because, well, I just gave I, away I, all the plot points. Exactly. Like you now, know? I know what's going to happen, and I can only imagine Matt Damon's going to probably live at the end, so I'm not going to go see it. Or he dies. Like either yeah. way, you're just like, I. Obviously, it's going to be one or the other. Yeah, and. Um, but like now, it's just like well, now I'm not as excited for it. Yep. He, whether he lives or dies uh, isn't that critical because I know that he finds a way to like build crops or something, or yep. like you know, like you know, do all these other things. 
So that that's kind of for, one of those things where yeah, for not for not seeing it, you pretty much nailed it right on the head too. Making crops and stuff to live, and they they, they showed so much of that that it's just kind of like well, like yeah, ridiculous. like it's because it's just like I I you know kind of jump to that. That's the first thing I think of. Right, you say like four years, and I'm like, well, how is he going to eat exactly? But it's like obviously. Uh, he's gonna find something to do with it. it, but like, don't show that in the trailer, right? Yeah, like, I know. that's something that you leave to speculation, and you're like, well, I want to know how he solves these problems, mm-hmm. how he solves these basic human problems, and then solves the problems of like not being around other people yeah. and crap like that. Those are the kind of things that I'm gonna want to think about before I watch this movie. Yeah. Don't show me in the trailer and have me be like, well, I was curious about that, but now I. Don't really care about that anymore. So exactly. one of those reasons why I would go watch that movie is now kind of like a lot smaller. Exactly, and and then you kind of juxtapose that against like a bunch of current trailers too, like good ones. I mean, like we, we talked about Black Mass before, yeah, um, yeah. with Johnny Depp, and that trailer had like it was like maybe like a minute, minute and a half. It was about a minute and a half, um, and it was it was just like. A, it's just a scene like, expert. It was just right. Like, it's just, just one so, scene. Just so vague and uh, like you kind of know the backstory. You kind of know what's going on. Yeah. But it's just enough to make me be like, well, yeah. I want to go watch that. Yeah. I want to know what this character is doing because exactly. he kind of acts like a fucking yeah. badass. Exactly. In that just that one tiny little scene they showed, and they showed little expert excerpts of other yeah. little parts in the movie. Yeah, just pretty much but just it definitely wasn't enough to be like, oh, well, to discern there's going to be this problem and this yeah. is going to happen, and you know, as they and then same with uh, like Tom Hardy's new new flick coming out soon, uh, Legend. Yeah, which was pretty much just showing them be like showing him, you know, as two brothers who are going about with their criminal. Ways, lives, yeah, and and they're like their criminal lives, and not really giving away too much of the movie or what it's even going to be about entirely. So like that is that in itself is compelling, and then you kind of look at something else like the new Terminator move, um, the new Terminator trailer, and they have like three trailers that are like two minutes long a piece, yeah, and they're showing so much of the trailer of, of of the movie. Like now we know John Connor is a Terminator who comes back in time to kill. Yeah, his own it's mom. like I don't want to like. like it's just a little bit too much, yeah. right? Because it's just, what's the point of, like, you know, if you're going to show me everything, just show me everything, right? Just yep. don't give me, like, don't give me, like, 75% of it. And it's like, you want to watch the other 25, Do right? you want to see how it ends? No, like, not really, because I can probably get a guess. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be it's gonna be spoilers somewhere. My but if you show me, like, just a small sliver of a scene... Or just like a basic, like almost synopsis of something, or you know, I, I would be okay with this kind of trailer, where we have um, we have you know, let's say it's a dramatic film or a action film. We have a character, and he's like happy, or like you know, it's just like the, let's say it's like this dad or something, mm-hmm. and he's like at his kid's birthday party, and he's just like ah, having a good time, yeah. And then it's like name of the movie, and then it's just like the date. And then, like, at the end, it kind of just shows him, like, just surrounded by, like, death or just looking <laughs> like shit, you know, just, like, covered in, like, like dirt wholesome family shit. birthday, and then all of a sudden, millions of dead bodies around him for some reason. And he's just like, what right. happened? I need to see this fucking movie now. Right, because that's the kind of thing where it's just, like, um, it just gives you so many questions. That's what you want when you exactly. see a movie trailer, right? You're like... Who is this? Why do I care about this person? What kind of shit are they going to get into? If you're going to give me all that in the trailer, then why, the, why the, am I going to watch no the point. movie? 
there's no point. I mean, like, and we, we were talking about it earlier too, like a deadly adoption. That was actually like by definition, that's a great trailer because I and, mean, like, and look how long it was. It was twenty seconds. Twenty seconds. Like, um, it's just it's like this weird, super intense close up on Will Ferrell's face as we hear Kristen Wiig's voiceover. Um, calling him a bastard and an asshole and all that. And then we have shit. like Kristen Wiig holding a gun and she's got like blood on her face. Yep. Um, it shows Will Ferrell with um, at the end of the trailer with like with the lady, the pregnant lady yeah. in question of the of the movie. And then there was also the pregnant lady driving with Kristen Wiig in the car. Yeah. Four weird little things, and it's just like I'm just so confused. I want to. I want to see this. I want to watch like, it. I want right? to see how all these dots connect to each other at the end. But if they would have taken two minutes and they were like, okay, so like. Kristen Wiig and Will Ferrell are together, and now they're going to talk to this lady, and they're like, oh, well, we want to adopt your kid. And then it just kind of, like, goes on from there, and then it shows, like, crazy things, and then, like, she calls him a bastard and stuff like yep. that. Then it's like, okay, obviously, he, like, cheated on her, or something happened. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's super easy to put together the pieces when you give me the pieces. Like, when yep. you give me two little spots to put fill in myself, mm-hmm. it's pretty easy to figure that film out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But whenever you have something like that where it's just different pieces from different parts where you're just so confused and not sure what's going on, yeah. that's what that's what I want to see in trailers. Yep. Like, it's just it's just kind of upsetting this point because these are two movies that seem, that seem very promising. And they seem kind of Oscar baity because most biopics tend to be, and especially with, you know, Shredder Compton kind of being about people who are outside of the social norms and a part of a fringe culture or whatever, uh, that tends to s- spell Oscar bait. And, and then uh, you see something with, like, Mars, and that's... Uh, I could see that being Oscar bait just because, like, you know, we're trying to send people to Mars. And, yeah, exactly. You know, trying to make it those, about like, modern what events. ifs, like, yeah. kind of a thing. And especially since it's pretty much, like, the entire like the entire movie's going to be kind of resting on Matt Damon's acting and yeah. Matt Damon's been chasing after an Oscar for so long ever since he won one for writing for Goodwill Hunting right uh, he, like, he's been chasing like, I mean, if you kind of take a look at some of the movies he's, he's done I mean other than the Jason Bourne movies he's been doing stuff like you know like We Bought a Zoo and Invictus kind of just like strangely dramatic it, he's, just, he's just turning towards like this really dramatic roles and uh, trying to just like he, he wants that acting Oscar he wants it so bad so uh, but he's just been overlooked and mostly because like, he hasn't really done much to really get it in a very well, in a long yeah. while anyway um, he, he's, he's been wanting one for a while so this one is going to be his like attempt at getting one since the entire movie's going to be resting on him but like now it's just like it's 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 uh, it's still compelling for me to go see it just because I think I stopped at the right time of the trailer yeah, um, I mean, it It seems interesting, and not having watched the trailer and just kind of heard about it, yeah, it makes me want to go watch it. Yeah. But if I had watched the trailer and I see all these things happen, I'm just going to be like, well, I don't know if I want to watch this, right? Yeah. So, like, if you guys, like, see this, like, if you, like, are dicking around on YouTube like I usually am, and, like, these trailers pop up as ads before your movie, Do just do yourself a big favor and skip, and skip them as soon as the three-second mark comes up because then you're not going to want to go see these movies. Because these movies seem like they're worth seeing, at least in my opinion. I'm pretty excited for these movies. I hope they're really good. I hope they're just not a product of their trailers. And, you know, yeah. Yeah. Let's see. And then... I guess that's that's really about it for movies for me. I unless you've been watching anything in particular, um, not really. I mean, I wanted to go watch. Um, 
Jurassic, Jurassic, Jurassic World. Uh, yesterday, I didn't get the chance to, but hopefully uh, sometime this weekend. If not, definitely next weekend. Yeah, I'm trying to find some time so where I can you know. Catch I'm, like, I'm like I'm uh, like so I'm playing the Lego Star Wars game and. Um, like I said, it's split up. Uh, there's like 20 like actual like game episode things. Mm-hmm. Um, the last five are Jurassic World, so I can only make it up to like level 15 or like the 15th <laughs> little world without like giving away some kind of the plot. Well, right, pretty so, much like the entire movie because it seems like they're covering. Yeah, because they, they, they do it. They, well. Yeah, they they do a good job of of course not showing every. They don't show everything. It's not going to be as violent, but it's just it's enough to where I didn't really remember Jurassic uh, Jurassic. Part two, the Lost World, right? Yeah, the Lost World. Um, I didn't really remember it all that much until I started playing the Lego games and I kind of like started bringing back, like, oh yeah, this happened and this happened and this happened, right? <laughs> so it, it's good enough to where it, it's enough of the. How does the Jeff Goldblum Lego version look? <laughs> does he look like Jeff Goldblum? Eh, or fuck, bit, Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> fuck Jeff Goldblum. Fuck Jeff Goldblum. Fuck Jeff Goldblum. I don't know why. <laughs> just, just a... Oh man. So, I guess that's about it. Yeah. Um, I haven't really been reading any good comics lately. Haven't had a chance to read a bunch of comics. Um, have you been keeping up on Star Wars stuff? The Star Wars comics? Uh, not really. I, you know, I read the ones I have. I'm kind of just like, eh. I'm kind of broke right now, so... <laughs> we were talking about this the other day, though, where I... I'm the kind of comic uh, reader who prefers a like collection of comics. Yeah. As opposed to... Single issues. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Single issues are great, but it's kind of upsetting to me personally mm-hmm. to have to wait for something because it kind of takes away that like liking of it I have. So I have this problem with Telltale games. Yeah. Um, you know how they re- release everything in episodes. Um, when they released The Wolf Among Us, I was really into it for... The first episode, second episode, and maybe up until the third episode. But then the fourth and the fifth came out, and it just had been so long since I had played them where I'm just like, I don't even know if I want to play this anymore. Yeah. Like, it just... I don't know. I prefer to, like, just handle things all at once. Yeah, and, like, it kind of... uh, Like, when you have to wait for something, just kind of, like, the excitement dies down. I mean, it depends, right? It just really depends on what kind of person you are. Because for me personally, that's what happens. Yeah, especially since like like, eh, whatever. Yeah, especially since like a series of comic books, depending on like the way they're set up, are usually either monthly issues or they're like or they're weekly issues. Weekly issues are a lot easier to just kind of stay on track with. Monthly issues, uh, man, you forget about those in a heartbeat. I think I think part of it is me being spoiled by Netflix too, though. Yeah, because with Netflix, everything's at my fingertips. I can binge watch an entire season, yeah. you know, in one sitting. Um, but I can't do that on TV. No. And that's what that's what kind of comic books are to me. Uh, like single issues are television, where I'm gonna have to wait a week for the new episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, like collections are more Netflix, where I can just read through the whole thing and like get a full story that I'll remember. Yeah. More than anything else. Um. I don't know. Is there anything else we need to talk about this week? No, I don't think so. All right. So next week, we sh- we might be back. I'm not even sure if we'll be here next week. Next week is uh, Anna and I's four-year anniversary. Lame. So that's on Sunday. So we might still record on Saturday. I'm not sure if we're going to go do something, though. If we go out of town and do something, then we probably won't be able to record. Yeah. Um, 
if not, if that's the case, we'll definitely be back, not next week, but the week uh, after that. Yeah. Um, I will be keeping up on E3 things. I might write some stuff online, just kind of like daily recaps of big things happening. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's going to wrap it up. Um, as always, uh, go listen to us on Stitcher. Uh, go like the Facebook page. Go download it from uh, our website. Uh, you can actually listen to it directly yeah. on the website it's as well. It's kind of cool. Um, so yeah, go and uh, check that out. Uh, go like us on Facebook. Go email us. Tell us how much you love us. Or not. Make conversation with us so we'll have something to read online. Just argue on the internet, everybody. Yeah, just argue with us. We want to be included too. <laughs> we want to be part of the cool kids. <laughs> All right, so we're going to get out of here. Um, we will be back uh, maybe next week, maybe not. Who Either knows? way, we'll be back with a ton of E3 news. And um, yeah, I think next week is definitely, or next week or the week after that is going to be yeah. super E3 centric. That way, way a lot. And I'm going to be crazy excited. All right, we'll be back. Well, we're leaving, but we'll be back soon. Peace.